What if I told you growth happens after the collapse? What if I told you separately we are weak, but together we change the world? This is a personal development social experiment designed to grow the participants, the producer, and the audience equally. This is 30 for 30. for 30 presented by iCoach. I'm joined with Riley Dodge, the head football coach at South Lake Carroll High School, uh, just a storied program in the state of Texas and really nationwide. Uh, Riley, welcome, man. Thank you for joining me. Coach Nash, I appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been a, I've been a fan for a while. Uh, as we were just chatting, I've uh, I had to be a fan from a distance as I was on the other side of some butt whoopings uh, from, from some of your squad. So, I'm, uh, I'm interested to learn, man. Just tell me a little bit about your history. What got you into coaching? I know I know, but our <clears throat> listeners may not know exactly. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, been uh, following you from afar for a long time, and everything you're doing on social media and this podcast is awesome for coaches and uh, Texas high school football. So I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, I'm a high school coach's kid. Uh, I grew up in the Phil house my entire life. Um, I know nothing else. So... Um, you know, from a young age, um, growing up in uh, in different locker rooms, different field houses across the state of Texas, and uh, I just got the bug from an early age. You know, we uh, kind of, you know, your typical coach's life early on, coach's family uh, moved all over uh, all over the state of Texas, from Central Texas to East Texas, back to the Metroplex. I'm a Metroplex guy. I was born in Dallas, Texas. Um, our, I think our, our first stop was in McKinney, Texas. Um, in the uh, late eighties. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's something that um, it's kind of been in our family on, on both sides. Uh, my dad's a longtime high school football coach and uh, my grandfather, my uh, mom's uh, dad, uh, my grandfather was a longtime athletic director and head football coach at Austin Westlake. So um, yeah, it's just something that uh, I just kind of, I was born into the, uh, into the business a little bit. Absolutely, man. It, it's, a, it's awesome. It's organic. It's in your blood. It's kind of exactly what you want to do. Uh, tell me this. What, what got you uh, as far as being just a standout high school player? Because I remember uh, I'm a little bit older than you. So I remember watching you play in high school, watching you uh, in some awesome championship games and also seeing you in, as a college player. What led you to that calling? What made you decide, you know what, I, I have all these options of what I could do. I want to be a Texas high school football coach. Yeah, so, you know, I think early on when I got done playing, um, I want to be a college football coach. And I think one day I still maybe have that uh, that itch, but right now I love where, where I'm at. Um, but, um, yeah, I started my career at Texas A&M University. I was a graduate assistant with the quarterbacks under uh, Kevin Sumlin and K uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So it was a, it was a great way to start uh, your young coaching career. Um, hopped into a great situation on the front end of Coach Sumlin's Tenure at AM, we uh, came out of the gates pretty hot and uh, in the SEC with Johnny Menzel winning the Heisman. And I think we finished fifth in the country that year. We beat Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, spent one year there. Cliff got the head coaching job at Texas Tech. Saw an opportunity at University of Texas, um, really close to Major Applewhite. He was the offense coordinator at Texas at the time. 
And uh, so I hopped on with uh, Major and Coach Brown. Um, I was actually committed to the University of Texas for a long time in high school. And I ended up decommitting from Coach Brown and going to play from dad in North Texas. And so um, that was really cool. I grew up with burnt orange in, in my uh, in my room all over the place. My dad was uh, played at the University of Texas. My mom's from Austin, Texas. Uh, so I went to go work for Coach Brown, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. And then I was uh, lucky enough to get uh, that was last that was Coach Brown's last year, and he retired. I think obviously got back in it, but uh, and then I hopped on. Uh, was lucky enough to be uh, uh, retained by Coach Strong, Charlie Strong, and uh, so it was kind of unique. I started you know on the front end of uh, uh, Kevin Sumlin's uh, tenure at A&M, the back end of Coach Brown's uh, legendary career at University of Texas. And in the front end of Coach Strong's uh, tenure in Texas. So um, it was, at the time, I really didn't realize it, but now, you know, sitting back, it, it was a blessing in disguise just because it was a, it was, you know, football one on one for me. You know, I got to see a lot of different brands of football um, on the offensive side of the ball and the defense side of the ball, um, different leadership um, capabilities from the coordinators to the head coach. So I was a fly on the wall as a sponge. And, um, that was that was very very beneficial for me at a young age, and then um, I had some opportunities to stay in it. We were uh, me and my wife were starting our family, and uh, we had our uh, uh, son Tate, who's now five, and uh, we, I just decided, you know, I wanted to get back into high school football. That's you know that's what I was around my entire life, 15, 18 year old young men, and uh, I think that's more my cup of tea right now, and um, just couldn't be happier where you know that I hop back in the the high school football where it kind of all started for me. That's fantastic, man. That's quite a journey. I've been surrounded by some fantastic coaches. I mean, starting with your father, of course, and then uh, all of the college coaches that have kind of poured into you. It seems like you've taken bits and pieces and created your own identity as a, as an offensive minded coordinator. And then also now as a head coach. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You, Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Next, uh, next question I want to ask though is, uh, playing for South Lake Carroll, the tradition is is amazing. Uh, it, it just uh, just an unstoppable uh, winning tradition that's that's carried on for decades. How does it feel to be the head football coach of your alma mater? Yeah, it's still it's still surreal. You know, this is um, this place means a lot to me. Uh, means a lot to my family. My wife's from South Lake, so um, you know, it's just a blessing to be be home. You know, it's. Um, you know, grew up in these hallways in this field house. I'm currently in the field house right now, and you know, it's changed a little bit, but uh, you know, it's it's really unique. <clears throat> yeah, and like you said, the tradition here um, goes back all the way to Bob Ledbetter in the uh, early '90s, and when they went on their run in three uh, A. And uh, you know, we got here in, at uh, Carroll in 2000, and uh, we just kind of went on a magical run. You know, from 2000 to uh 2006 and uh it was uh we we hit a we hit a, um, a run for about five years that uh you know i think so, I'm, I'm biased but i don't i don't, I don't know necessarily that runs been seen before you know we went 79-1 and won and lost on the last second field goal against katie in 2003 uh so we, we had a chance to go uh five straight and uh but um yeah it's it's a uh, it's amazing to be home and it's amazing to be leading um, this program that uh, I grew up wishing and hoping to play for, you know, and so now it's, it's, uh, it's definitely come full circle. Absolutely, man. That's a, that's a, gotta be an awesome feeling. 
you know, I, as we're sitting here chatting, I know we were, I see the picture in the background. I don't know if anybody else mm-hmm. can see it, but they will on YouTube. Uh, just a, a family. So it, it's awesome, man. You got your young ones. <laughs> Yeah, I know we were chatting earlier. I said, yeah, it gets easier when they get a little bit older. <laughs> They're young. But uh, but tell me, how do you how do you balance being the head coach of a story program? Uh, there's a lot of pressure behind that. Uh, but also being the head coach of your household, you know, being a great father, mm-hmm. a great husband, and, uh, and bringing these boys up in the way that they should go. Yeah, like you said, it's a uh, it's crazy town right now at, her, at our house. We have a a five-year-old boy, Tate, we have a two-year-old boy named Landry, and we just had a little girl that's two weeks old today um, named Blakely. So we are our, – our heads are spinning a little bit, but uh, a lot of sleepless nights, but I uh, wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, but like you said, I mean, you got to – I think that was instilled in me at a young age, you know, uh, with my dad and my mom. They did an unbelievable job um, finding ways to carve out times to uh, – especially in the fall to spend time uh, my dad with his with his young family when we were younger and um you know me and my wife every wednesday if it's her coming to my office for lunch or i meet her somewhere for lunch we have a dinner date we we it's non-negotiable we always have a wednesday date and um you know with the kids I'm, i try to get out of the field house on wednesday at an early time but like you know it's you know um this profession um it's a grind it's uh it's something that we love to do but um I think as I've gotten older and um, surrounded myself around some really good coaches and really good men, um, we don't guard our desks. Um, we work our butts off. Uh, but I get here really, really early, and um, I like to knock some stuff out before the chaos hits and um, the good chaos. And so um, I think I've gotten better and better and better um, over the years of getting uh, getting my butt out of the office and getting home because work can wait. And, um, and more – I think the most important thing right now is especially for my five-year-old and two-year-old boys that uh, they need me home as much as possible. So um, obviously during this, uh, this virus, we've, uh, we've spent some solid <laughs> quality time together. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you know, in alluding to the virus, that's, that's it, man. It seems like we went to spring break and we just never came back. And I know we've had some summer workouts. We've had some ability to, to be with our players, uh, what are you doing right now to make sure you you're getting in communication, <clears throat> contacting your guys and making sure that they're focused with what's happening? Yeah. I mean, before June 8th hit, um, we were zooming three to four times a week. Um, every Monday we were having a Monday morning team meeting, um, where we would hop on. I'd, I'd bring a special guest in and talk to our guys, um, give a little solid message, uh, to start the week off. And then we'd have our position meetings during the week and doing installs. Um, it's kind of crazy because with all the time we did have, we were able to really slow our installs down and really teach. And um, it forced, you know, us coaches, myself, me being the quarterback coach, to really be a good teacher, you know, yeah. over Zoom. Because, I mean, what, um, you know, it's it's a lot harder to do it on, on huddle when you're not in person and get on the board. So um, that, was, uh, that was beneficial for all of us, I think, as coaches. Because I think once we get back, to our, um, our normal lives. Um, I think we're gonna be better coaches and teachers. Um, but yeah, since June 8th hit, you know, we've been rock and rolling with strength and conditioning. It's looked a lot, a lot different, but uh, our kids are doing a great job, being able to get on the grass, throw the ball around a little bit and do some football. But uh, yeah, it's made us uh, think outside the box for sure. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement with you. I think when the virus, you know, number one, we got this valuable family time that we wouldn't have had otherwise. 
but it's also made us be innovative as coaches. You know, we, we have to yeah. use technology a lot more. And uh, I think the funniest thing in the world is working with the, uh, the coach that's been coaching for 35 years. And uh, he's like, hey, can you add <laughs> so can just bring my guys with you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. We got, a couple, we, got, we, got, we got a couple of yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think it's Coach uh, Relegado that has the, uh, has the TikTok memes of the old coach with the coffee cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, I mean, it, it reigns true, man. You got the guys who are trying to catch up to the technology and you got your, your young go-getters. So, you know, it's, a, it's no for all of us here for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we, get, we got some of those guys for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Now, Coach, I uh, I listened to a podcast uh, with my friend Stuart Hardy not too long ago, and man, it it was it was very moving. It was very, uh, gosh, I don't know. It, it it affected me greatly just hearing hearing your story there and what you had to what you had to say. Can you can you talk a little bit about your faith and how what that means to you as a football coach? Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Uh, um, you know, I think it's very similar to coaching. You know, I. I um, I play at University of North Texas. I left University of North Texas and um, transferred to Menice State in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Finished out my college career there. And I had a group of men. Um, I grew up in the church. I was always in the church. Um, you know, I wasn't always totally invested. And at a young age, um, I was distracted. Um, but, you know, I think on the back end of my college career, I had some young, uh, older men that really saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know, off the football field and they saw, you know, um, a greater walk for me. And I really appreciate those guys. I, I stay in touch with them daily. And, um, yeah, you know, the, the church, uh, my relationship with, uh, Jesus Christ is, is my number one. And, um, and, and that's, and that's why I'm married to the person I'm married to, you know, obviously, um, I think she's smoking hot, but <laughs> she is, uh, she sets the tone. She set the tone from day one and, I fell in line, and um, yeah, I think now, now I'm. I think I'm leading our family at home, and um, but I think too, um, you know, we've made some major um, decisions as a family, as a couple, um, with uh, my job opportunities that have kept us where we're currently at, um, because we are um, really um, invested and entrenched in our church in Kelly, Texas, a milestone church, and uh, we just love the people there. Um, uh, created some amazing relationships and spiritual family there that uh, uh, just can't be replaced just for another job. And um, that's meant the world to us. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, for us as a coaching staff, we, we speak openly with our kids about it. You know, we don't, we don't ram it down their throats, but at the same time, we, uh, I'm going to be who I am. And I'm lucky enough to have an amazing um, support system um, on the administration, uh, administration side that understand who I am, understand, us as coaches, who we are, and how we lead, and how we talk to our kids, and um, they've really supported us. So, um, like you said, I mean that that's uh, that's where it all starts, you know. And uh, I, yeah, it's a con it's a constant reminder um, for us as coaches um, to be consistent in our walk, and uh, you know, kind of be the light in these hallways, um, especially during these times. Absolutely, coach man, you and you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, I could never accept a job anywhere if I couldn't be unapologetically who I am, you know, if I can't yeah. be open and honest, because number one, our kids see it a mile away. If you come in as a faker, <laughs> they, they will call you out on it so quick. You have to be who you There's are. There's no doubt. Without There's no doubt. doubt. I, I think that's, you, I think you, <laughs> I think you nailed it. <laughs> but I think that, 
I think that's the biggest thing for us as coaches, and that's something that I was reminded um, of when I first got the job here. Be, you know, be who you are, not someone else. You know, uh, there's a lot of things that we take from different people, uh, mentors or different coaches or uh, from inside of football, outside of football that have really built us up to who we are as individuals today. But at the end of the day, you are your own person. And, you know, the successes you have had or the opportunities you have gotten is because you are – you know, you are who you are. And, and that's one thing that I've really tried to do every day since we've been here, just be myself and, uh, and try to relate to these kids. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Because in these days, man, uh, I love that our kids ask a lot of questions. And the kids are, yeah. when we were coming up, they want to know why. Why are we yeah. doing this? Why do you yeah. say what you say? Why do you do what you do? And so being able to uh, be authentic, you don't have to remember what you told them. <laughs> it's just all no out. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, uh, next question. You've had some amazing, amazing coaching relationships throughout your career as you've made your way up. What's the best piece of advice that you ever got? Whew. Probably something I just hit on uh, from Joey McGuire, um, who I've known for a really long time and really value that relationship. Uh, never worked for coach, never played for coach, but um, you know, being a coach's kid, it's a, it's a small fraternity of coaches, and I've been fortunate enough to be around Coach McGuire. And um, you know, he told me when I first got this job, um, "Be you." And that's what we talked about earlier. You know, um, I, 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 the worst mistake I could have made when I walked through his doors when I first got this job two years ago is try to be my dad, you know. And, you know, and that's, that's one thing that, you know, as a competitor, I have a chip on my shoulder. You know, I think from an early age, you know, when I was a starting quarterback here at South Lake Carroll, he's the, he's the, uh, he's the quarterback. He's a starting quarterback. He's, his dad's the head football coach. Well, that's, that, that's fine for people. Everybody's going to have their opinion, right? And so I always knew that I had to go prove myself every Friday night. You know, I wanted to go put a show on and, and be productive for my football team. And then that's the same thing now. You know, I think that I'm going to be who I am, and um, I'm different from my dad. Um, and uh, But a lot of things that uh, I learned, the blueprint of how to run a program, came from my father and how he treats people and how he runs – a football program, but at the end of the day, we're two different individuals and uh, very like-minded. But um, I thought that made uh, so much sense to me when I first got this job, and that was the type of advice I needed um, when I did get this job because I was nervous. I was – I'd never been a head football coach before, um, you know, and something that I really wanted. Um, but on top of it, you know, I was coming back to a place that uh, – I spent a lot of time at as a, as a young kid. And, and then on top of it, my dad was a head football coach here for a long time. So, you know, I, I really appreciate Coach McGuire's uh, advice he gave me at that point, And that's something I really needed. Absolutely. And Coach McGuire is one <clears throat> that I've ever known, man. He, uh, he always drops a gem in my ear every now and then when you know, mm -hmm. that conversation going. So, yes. He's a good one. <laughs> sir. Now, what is, uh, what's been your biggest challenge these past two years? You know, um, probably the biggest thing, it's gotten better, um, but off at, from the jump, it was learning how to delegate. Um, just as a head football coach, you go from being an offense coordinator at the high school level that, you know, when you're an offense coordinator, when you're working for a head coach, it really gives you the reins, hey, 
go be the head coach of the offense. You're really <clears> – you're playing by yourself a lot of the times. Uh, maybe you don't have the class flow the rest of the offense staff has. So you really – you want to work really hard for your offensive staff so that they're ready to go for practice or game prep or on a Sunday, whatever it may be. So um, I had a lot of – I've worked with some really good coaches at, um, at Flatman Marcus and at uh, just Northwest. <clears throat> but um, when I stepped into this role, I think from the get-go, because I'm still calling plays and still um, coaching the quarterbacks, I had to really learn um, how to delegate and trust coaches to go do their jobs. And that's the reason I brought these guys here, right, was to go coach. And and so, man, I, I'm, I think a lot of guys will say this. I got a great staff. I got a lot of great ball coaches, good men. And um, my first year here about killed me, <laughs> you know, just because I, w I wanted to do everything. I wanted to have my hand on every part of the program, which I think you do need to do as a head football coach. Um, but I had really stepped back. If I was like, if you really, if you want to be the play caller and you want to be the quarterback coach, you've got to let the rest of these guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball, go, right? And I had to put blinders on a little bit when it comes to ball and focus on what I need to focus on, almost like I was an assistant. And uh, that was um, something that was a struggle for me. Uh, year one, got better year two. And uh, going into year three, we have our – majority of our staff intact over the last three years so that's that's huge um so but that that was a that was a challenge for sure absolutely man uh, i guess the next one i have is uh it's it's kind of a difficult question but along your career path if you could change one thing what would it be Ooh. that's a difficult one <laughs> <laughs> Man, my career might have gone a lot differently if we're playing a third round my senior year in high school. <laughs> third, third round, we're playing Abilene in a game. And I was being uh, – we had I – won't, I won't name names. I won't name names. <laughs> but I'm, I'm 18 years old. I, I, I'm 5'11". I'm 180 pound, 185 pounds soaking wet. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't scare you to come off the bus. So, but I had some coaches that knew that, that I, I thought I was 6'5", 220, you know? Yes. And so they, they, I had a coach right before we played Abilene and say, Hey, did you hear uh, what the head coach of Abilene said about you? And I said, no. And he told me, and I was like, did he really? He's like, yeah, he said that about you. I was like, all right. So we throw a long story short, I throw a post route like second play of the game. It's at old Texas Stadium, and so I'm running down the sideline. I'm being a I'm being an idiot, and um, I I run over the Abilene sideline. I'm getting like, come on, like bring it, let's go. And so we're rock and roll. It's like third third fourth series, and we're we're going to score again to go up 21. And they had a linebacker last name Williams, who went to play in Nebraska. I don't know if that rings a bell for you. But he hit me so I, I threw a touch on my last play in high school football. He hit me so hard that I separated my right shoulder before I hit the ground, and and I had I had like re, I had a reconstruction uh, on my right shoulder, my throwing shoulder, and after that I I never got back 
the rehab. I just never got back to where I was as a as a high school athlete, and uh, things might have gone a little bit differently. And I think I think a lot of that was uh, a little bit of karma coming my way. <laughs> so, so that's if I if I could change one thing, that uh -huh. that's what I, I would change. That <laughs> I got you. I think we all have a story very similar to that one. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I got you, coach. <laughs> Man, that was good. Uh, okay, Coach, this is the last question I have for you. This is, a, you know, this is our 30 for 30 series. You're actually wrapping up our 30 for 30 series. Uh, we've had some amazing guests, uh, but you've, you've brought some amazing insight to just being a high school football coach, which, which is awesome. I think it's going to benefit a lot of our listeners. One thing I noticed about every 30 for 30 I've ever watched is that there's this tagline. It's like the you. There's broke. So if this mm -hmm. is Riley Dodge – 30 for 30. I want you to name it. Oh, man. That's tough. That's good. <laughs> um, tagline. I'll just say, I'm home. I'm home. I love it. I'm home. Love I'm it. home. <laughs> <laughs> and, Coach, you've, uh, you've done a fantastic job at home. Uh, I was on the opposite sideline last year. Uh, I saw – just, uh, it, I mean, it, it, it made my day. There was a young man uh, who was able to score a touchdown against Eden. Yeah, man. He would not have played uh, a young man with special needs. And I mean, that that made my day. I'm a, I'm a lifelong special education teacher. I've, I've taught everything from hearing impaired, visually impaired, nonverbal, you, you name it. And uh, I have a heart for that. So I promise I was crying, but it wasn't because we were getting our butts wet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I tell you, I, it goes both ways. I mean, uh, y'all, um, um, Coach Miller and allowing that to happen, and uh, that 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 made that kid's night and year in life. And he, his mom, and uh, call me every now and then and, and say thank you. But that goes to that also goes to Eaton uh, Eaton coaching staff as well to allow that kid to do that. So I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it speaks to the type of. I mean, the the wins, of course, speak to who you are. The way you lead your program with class speaks to who you are. But those small things that, that might not mean a lot to a lot of people, but means the world to a young man, that, that speaks exactly to your character, Coach. And I just appreciate I, that. And it's amazing. I appreciate that, Coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, this is the Riley Dodge 30 for 30. I'm home. <laughs> Dodge, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.